Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I'm Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, my good friend, Ryan Roberts. And today, we're starting a new chapter on the show, if you will. Um, Ryan and I both put up mock drafts, and I think the way that we're going to do mock drafts going forward, I think that this way is a lot better instead of us doing a collaborative mock. Maybe we'll still do one during the cycle, but what we're going to do on today's show is we're going to read through the released mock drafts that we did on our various outlets, and we're going to talk about things that stand out to us, uh, certain points that we are questioning or that we really like whatever it might be we're going to break it down and talk about these i think matt actually is also dropping a mock draft soon uh, on the beliefs that yeah matt sims that's that's what i was i was told yesterday so uh if that does come out we will then spend an entire 40 minutes uh picking up on matt's Matt's (laughs) mock draft now i i actually am looking forward to that i think we should totally do that and maybe we shouldn't even tell matt that we're gonna do it we should just we should just pull it up and start start we should we should we should send him a different uh different script and make him think that we're talking about like some uh, yeah you know list of players and then all of a sudden we're like nope pivots we're talking about your mock draft (laughs) I like that idea. Uh, so there was about like a week in between, I think, when we released these. So the draft order is yeah. going to be a little bit different. I'm going to yep. start with the Ryzen Draft 1.0 mm-hmm. mock draft. Yes. First two picks are expected. And I don't think either of us are really even – look, we don't even need to spend time talking about this. I think that this is going to be the staple in most mock drafts. Anyone who doesn't do this is going to try to get way too freaking cute. <laughs> Caleb Williams, Chicago Bears first overall. New England Patriots, Drake May, second overall. And then the third pick is another one that's going to be pretty consistent. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Arizona Cardinals. Fourth to the Washington Commanders, you have Jared Verse. So, this, yep. we're okay, we're already at quick stopping point. Yes. Um, I don't have any issue with this pick. And I, I think that Jared Verse is a good why, why did player. Why did you stop if you don't have an issue with this pick? That's not I'm the just, point I'm of just stopping. Kidding. I'm just, just kidding. I just I'm want just to kidding. talk about it. Yes. Okay. I feel like offense, I know that they just moved on from all these defensive linemen, but I just feel like, and I jokingly said this to you, or I remember when, we, when I looked at your mock a couple weeks ago, I feel like if they don't address offensive line and then they, they draft another defensive lineman, early in the first round yep commanders fans might revolt i think it's definitely possible but i feel like that they got to go offensive line here with all these good offensive linemen on the board well joe let me ask you something this is a serious question so in both of our mock drafts we have the chicago bears taking cam uh, caleb williams as the number one overall pick to the chicago bears correct in that scenario wouldn't you most likely outcome be that you are trading away Justin Fields in order to take in Caleb Williams? Oh, did you? Is that what your rationale is? I mean, that, that's part of the equation. Yeah. Well, no, my, my okay. point is, though, is that just because you trade away a player from a position doesn't mean that you can't go back to that well to get the to get the rookie contract intact. I mean, the thing about the Montez Sweat and Chase Young thing, well, Chase Young is a little different because he was unique because he was often injured over the last couple of years, obviously. But you trade away Monte Sweat, most specifically with Washington, because 
he was due for a big payday and you didn't think that he was worth worth that big payday with where your roster construction was per was currently. So you traded away an older defensive end, not old, but like older than what Jared verse would be obviously. And you get now the rookie contract back of defensive end. And you reset that you reset that window of winning at the defensive end position. I, the whole thing with projecting rosters, in my opinion, is you want to try to create a window of overall success, and the players need to match into that window. If you are picking guys and you have a very young, not great roster, and you're all, but now you have to pay Montez Sweat, who's in a different type of a winning window, then that's where clash happens on a roster. Yeah. So I, I I just think I look at the Washington Commanders. I was calling the Redskins. That was like two two names ago, dumbass. Like, come on. But I look at that roster and I say, yes, I understand what you're saying. You've just traded away two defensive ends, prioritization of different positions. We can have that conversation deeply. And I have a, I, it's a good conversation to have. But for me, if you're asking me, what's the biggest weakness on the Washington Commanders roster right now outside of head coach? It's defensive end. They don't have anybody that's going well, to. Well, it's also their offensive team. line. I think that those things are pretty comparable how bad they are. <sighs> I mean, I because I, I look at, because let me pull. It's a terrible roster. Line. That's plain and simple. It's a terrible it's a roster. They have a, quarter, they have a quarterback and some really good receivers, and that's that's really the only silver lining here. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't know, man. I just remember looking at that roster, and I'm just like, look, can the can the offensive line for the commanders get upgraded for sure but that's also true of 98 percent of offensive lines in the nfl right now because i mean washington still has let me let me take a look so joe let me ask you this i'm gonna put it like this and then we can move on to the next pick okay who 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 are collect who is collectively better at their positions as bookends okay who's collectively better charles leno jr and andrew wiley or James Smith Williams and Casey Tuhill, who was they're collectively all bad. Better. They're all bad. Charles Leno is still better than Eddie. What I just all, said, though, he's still all, better than all I'm going to say. We're not yeah. to linger on this. I'm going to move on to the yes. to the next picks in a second. But sure, I I just feel like that the identity for this team for so long was to draft defensive linemen, and it didn't work. And that it's time to pivot when you've got a young quarterback who's showing some signs of life to get whatever you need around him for for him to succeed. I don't think it's bad ideology what you're saying and I'm not sure. going to sit here and be like like you know th- this is a terrible pick. It's it- it's not a bad pick. I loved your verse. I just I think that there's so many tackles on the board and that's why I ended up going with a lineman so uh we'll we'll end but up getting know, to that when Mike comes you, around. You know ideally in the perfect world I would have loved to trade back if I'm Washington, right? Because I think they need that's to a good point. in general because their roster is not good and you want to talk about identity? I guarantee there's going to be a new head coach in the building next year. You can't come back to Ron Rivera for another year. It's impossible that that's going to happen. So I think just kind of restarting and kind of taking mm. a step back and just recentering everything is probably the best way to go. So I wouldn't be shocked if they're a trade partner in the 2024 NFL draft because they need a whole lot of help. I mean, they need a starting corner. They need offensive line. They need defensive ends. They need a lot of spots right now for that Washington team. And I think that, recouping draft capital probably is the best way to go, but I also wasn't projecting mock uh, trades in my mock, obviously. Right. Uh, too early to project, uh, project trades. Uh, number yes. five, Chicago bears, Keon Coleman. I had a similar, similar pick. So I like that one. Number six, okay. Joe Walt, they need a tackle. 
They need to fix their offensive line. Um, I really like that 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 decision there because Alt's still on the board. Number seven, Malik Neighbors, New York Giants fan. There's a lot of similarities between my mock and your mock draft. I love this you, because you stole they, them. You stole them. I I didn't steal it. Um, my mock draft I, came out first, so yeah. Shut up. Well, the draft order changed, so that means I was starting from scratch, and I erased all thoughts of any mock drafts prior to that from my brain. Um, <laughs> sure. Malik Neighbors, number seven. I enjoy because I don't think that they're going. A lot of Giants fans were like, "Oh, their Giants need to take a quarterback." I agree. I just don't think that they're gonna do that especially because daniel jones got hurt whenever a quarterback gets hurt it's usually an excuse for a front office to be like okay let's let's build around him they haven't had that x factor i think malik neighbors could can, be that can i ask you a question can you ask you and, yes. and this is partly going to go into your mock because you also have malik neighbors going to new york giants if i remember correctly so we had yes. the same pick there if let's say some for some reason drake may made a tumble to seven he was still on the board oh yes you would yes. consider it there Okay, so yes. you, you just you just don't quite value a Jaden Daniels at pick seven is basically where we're no, at. No, 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 no. That's actually, you know what? I, I, okay, I again, I personally would take Jaden Daniels. I personally would take Drake May. I uh -huh. also, and a lot of people were saying that they don't think Drake uh, Jaden Daniels makes it to ten. I think what's going to happen is yep. that we are going to have a heavy trade up. I, I really, Agreed. really think that there is going to be aggressive heavy trade up especially with the fact that the chicago bears have two first round picks there yes. there is a world to throw this out there that the chicago bears end up with four first round picks because yep. they trade justin fields somebody gives them a late first early mid first whatever it is and then that fifth spot if jane daniels is still on the board somebody is going to panic move up or if bo nix is still on the board and Gene Daniels gets taken, somebody's going to panic even more because they right. don't want to miss out on the only other worthy, draftable first-round guy, and they're going to yeah. move up for Bonix. The, the Bears, I think, hold – everybody loves to question the future and the decision-making. They hold so many cards to, like, really, really Bar reshape this roster. Chip. Yeah, they have it's a unbelievable. draft. They really do, because especially in both our mock drafts, we had a quarterback going one and two, and if that happens – Look, chaos, really, chaos will happen if that if that happens. It it will because I really I like Jaden Daniels. I have come complete full circle on Jaden Daniels or semicircle, I guess. I don't know, but I have come around on Jaden Daniels. I'm still I like I like Bo Nix now. I do. I like Bo, but there's still some tentativeness to loving Bo Nix as a prospect. There's a lot of tentativeness to liking Michael Penix with his medical history and his play to the middle of the field. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of tentativeness to even trying to like J.J. McCarthy as a quarterback, right? So I think that there's a chasm after QB3 in this class. So I think that the fact that if the both quarterbacks go one and two, there's going to be a high demand for someone to try to go up and get Jim yeah. Daniels. I would agree. Uh, number eight, Tennessee Titans. You go with Olu Fashanu. I had some people pushing back that I didn't give the Titans an offensive lineman. I think weapon or offensive lineman, there's no there's no real wrong answer there, um, yep. especially depending on who that weapon is. Roma Dunes, a number nine to the New Orleans Saints. Um, three receivers in the top ten. That is really, really interesting. I don't I like that though, because they need they need receiver help. Um their card. They need yeah, length because uh, A.T. Perry is doing some stuff for them. But like, is he a part of the long term plans? I mean, we'll see. Right. But otherwise, well, he could be a good tertiary receiver. I don't think anyone looked yeah. at A.T. Perry. even like it was was like, this is our number one guy. It, he could be like, a, I, I my, my go to example always is like 
you know, Darius Slayton's a really good third receiver, but if he's the primary guy that's producing all of your receiving yardage, that's yep. a little bit of a problem. So I think, yeah, A.T. Perry's a good fit, but you add a Dunze into that mix like you're talking about, I, I really like that. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, here, I'm going to push back at this one. Oh, right. I don't like Tampa Bay Buccaneers with, with Brock Bowers here. I, I feel <laughs> like Trey McBride has been fine, and I, I feel Trey McBride's though, on the Cardinals. So or not Trey McBride. Who's the who's the Kate um Kate Otten's been been like fine. He's not yeah. been crazy good or anything. Ba- Brock Bowers is obviously a lot better, but their defense is like really, really aging out. I, I don't know how you don't prioritize drafting a corner or an edge rusher or some sort of defensive lineman because that defense is really starting to collapse, and I think it could be really bad. And this pick is going to be a lot further back potentially if they end up making the playoffs, but still. Do do you know why, Joe? Do you know why I did this? Well, two parts. One, Brock Bowers needs to go in the top 10, man. He has to. Oh, come on. Don't just throw throw him in there because he's he's so good. He's going to go in the top 10. That's one. Two, pass game weapons for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans has been very vocal, and there's been a lot of chatter about his potential future with Tampa Bay kind of ending here soon. And Chris Godwin gets hurt all the time. So I looked at them and said, I'm going to get them the best pass game weapon that's on the board right now. And that's Brock Bowers. Because I don't think it clashes with Kate Otten because Kate Otten's a very more of an inline traditional style tight end. You can use them both together. And also, I could put Brock in the slot. I could put him in boundary at times. I can move him around and let him just be a versatile chess piece as a as a pass game weapon. So I just wanted to get them a younger pass game weapon because they've had a little bit of injury. And who knows what the future of Mike Evans is with the, uh, on that team. Number 11, Las Vegas yes. Raiders, Jane Daniels. Raiders feel like one of those teams that is – I think they're a lock to be in the market for any quarterback because yes. new new head coach, they're not tied to Jimmy G. Aiden O'Connell has been fine, but if that's your long-term solution at quarterback, you're screwed. Uh, Chargers, Nate Wiggins at number 12. That also feels like one of those picks that's just going to be constantly mocked, either him and, and McKinstry – end up going to the Chargers. A 13, this is another really common common one that I think it's going to be put out there. The Bills taking a wide receiver, Brian Thomas Jr. Um, yeah. I, I like that you threw him in there in the first round. 14, Dallas Turner, Denver Broncos. They need defensive help, so you can really go with anyone. Seattle Seahawks, Cooper DeGene, cornerback from Iowa. 16, Los Angeles Rams, Lietu Latu from UCLA. Yep. Uh, 17 Cincinnati Bengals, Kalen King, cornerback from Penn State. 18 Arizona Cardinals, Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback from Alabama. You know, I don't really have any issues in with any of these. 19 sure. Bo Nix, quarterback Oregon uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. 20. You, hate that. you don't hate uh, that? You, you, it's okay? It's okay? No, because <laughs> I think they're going to take a quarterback no matter what because they're desperate. Uh, I I, 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 so I don't, I don't have any problems with that one. Green okay. Bay Packers, Tulis Fuaga, Oregon State. They have to go offensive line. I had some people pushing back that I had them taking an offensive lineman. I'm surprised that you have Fuaga falling this far. I think that there's going to be more offensive linemen selected early than you have right now in this mock. It's possible. I, I think the depth of this class is fantastic. I I look at Fuaga as a top 20 player in the 2024 NFL draft right now, Joe. And I mean, there's a possibility that he rises. But the one thing that's a little bit weird about Fuaga's projection is that he is a right he is a right tackle for Oregon State, right? Like he hasn't played any left tackle during his career. So 
you are a little bit pigeonholed as far as one, the conversation is going to happen. And this is going to happen with JC Latham. It's going to happen with Amarius Mims this year. Are, can they play left tackle, right? Can they play left tackle? Because although right tackle has become more important than it once was, blindside is still the most important yeah. position on the field for an offensive lineman, I should say. So I just think that that right tackle only type of mantra that he might have on him might hurt push him down just a little bit. That's just kind of my thought process early. We'll see, though. 21 Minnesota Vikings, Jerjon Newton. I feel like that there was no correct pick really for the Vikings because their roster is actually – I hate picking. Yeah, but well, right. Also, Vikings fans for some reason are never really happy with whatever decision ever, ever. <laughs> you make. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts, Emeka Abuka at number twenty-two for uh, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. They I actually that. didn't love that pick. I didn't love it. I, I look. I love Emeka Abuka, but the one thing that I thought clashed a little bit there, but I was going to make it work, was him and Josh Downs. I think are going to play a, a similar role differently, but they're going to play a similar role. I would have loved in my if my mock would have fell that Brian Thomas was there instead because then I say uh, yeah it's a, big, a little more you got big body Michael Pittman outside but then you got big body speed in Brian Thomas outside and then you got Josh Downs working the slot that would have been ideal for me good but receiving room fell. yes that's a good receiving room yeah Pittsburgh Steelers number twenty three Amarius Mims offensive tackle from Georgia I still don't know if he's declaring or not number twenty four. We'll Houston Texans, Troy Fontanu, um, him going to the Texans, the interior offensive lineman from Washington. Man, he's going to be like a really fun player just to include in these mock drafts because it's just if somebody needs offensive line help at right ta- from right tackle all the way into center, he can yep. go. I feel like in any of those in any of those spots. Here's another really common one that I think we're going to get a lot: Adane Mitchell, twenty five, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the wide receiver from Texas. We're probably going to get a, a deep threat speed receiver for the Chiefs because they've spent too many day two picks on those yep. types of guys, and they haven't, uh, you know, necessarily panned out. They need a better it's, player. It's it's the lowest yards per completion and yards per attempt this year of Patrick Holmes's career. So they need to find some Same. ability to create explosive plays. And Ad Mitchell, obviously, from I'm not there with Ad Mitchell as far as being a pure number one receiver on the next level, but Kansas city needs to find some explosiveness and big playability at wide receiver. And that's what AD brings from Texas home stretch here. Number 26, Jacksonville Jaguars, Quinion Mitchell, unique for you to include him in the first round. I, th- I think that he's going to be a riser. That's not like a shot. I'm just saying, I, th- I don't think a lot of people even really know who Quinion Mitchell is. Uh, that's one of those picks where, Somebody who's like not really paying attention and they're a fan of the Jaguars come in and read the mock draft and they go, a Great guy idiot. from Toledo, are you kidding me? And then you're well, sitting there then, like, have you watched him play? You're just calling and, me an idiot because he's from Toledo. Well, that, Joe, and then he's going to go to the Senior Bowl. He's going to lock stuff down all week. And then he's going to run four three nine at the Combine. And you're just going to be like, yup, Quinion is really good. <laughs> Number 27, Dallas Cowboys, Barrett Carter. Didn't he decide to go back? He did. So this was a few uh, weeks ago before he declared. I was grasping at straws, man. Leighton Vanderesh got hurt and the linebacker class yeah. stinks on ice. I, I, yeah. So that was the I one almost where did Edger and Cooper come. for that for that pick. And I was like, ah, I I'm don't like that. And then I did Tyler Cooper. Newbin, which I hated even more. And oh my God. Right. <laughs> no, They're also a kind of a weird team to, to mock for because they actually have a pretty good roster, man. They, they you know, maybe it went on the wide receiver, maybe I don't know, replace Michael Gallup, but I mean, otherwise, I don't know. 
The problem is, is they need to take another defensive tackle because Mazze Smith sucks. But if you take another defensive tackle, I would argue that most people would get really upset. Um, yeah. Last couple of picks here, number 28, Cameron Kitchens for the Detroit Lions, the safety from Miami. I watched him yesterday or two days ago. Love him so much. He's such He's a good football good. player. Pretty San Francisco player, 49ers, J.C. Latham, offensive tackle from Alabama. Yeah. Really good piece to their offensive line. Number 30, Baltimore Ravens get Terry and Arnold, cornerback from Alabama. That feels like a Ravens pick. Yes, it does. Freaking barf. Miami Dolphins, King, Kingsley Suamate, offensive tackle, BYU. <laughs> so unbelievably overrated. I, and then the I, last I, one. I put, I put it in the RPM chat the other day, Joe. I'm just going to be a little higher on Kingsley Sumatea than you guys are, and I'm okay with that. I'm, uh, okay. I'm, bet, I'm, I'm betting on the traits, man. I'm betting on them. Look, the traits are there. The traits are there. You you and I agree on a lot of things, but I'm telling yeah. you right now as we go through this process, and, and I, I don't really like – heckle's not the right word. I don't give you a lot of shit for some of your, your analysis because you've been doing yeah. this longer than me, and you've taught me a lot of stuff. But I one thousand percent am I going to I am going to give you a hard time about Kingsley Sumatea. That's fine. I, I can defend myself. I'm a big boy, man. I just there's there's a lot of talent to work with there, and I will develop that talent. I'm okay. Uh, number thirty two, Denzel Burke, Philadelphia Eagles. I I didn't really even totally consider him in the first round. I haven't watched him. I I, I got to watch him still. So, so that's a, much better in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three than he was in twenty twenty two. He was a below average corner for Ohio State. Twenty twenty three. He was quite good. I heard he might hmm. he might head back though. That's the one thing uh, with like these early mock dresses, like you're doing it before the declaration period, and some guys are gonna go back to school. Like we'll see. Kingsley Sumatea did declare already, though. So there you go, Joe. There mm. you go. Bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent off your first deposit. That is a fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, your turn. All right, man. I've I've been waiting for this. I'm about to absolutely own Joe on his Joe DeLeon's 2024 NFL mock draft 1.0. You can find this. It was the first thing in the Google search uh, for like a couple days if you typed in 2024 mock draft. Isn't that it's so cool, isn't it? Like the SI stuff, the SEO, whatever. I know. know. It is really cool. So you can find Believe now on the Fan Nation network yes. on sports illustrated so you can find it there joe DeLeon's mock drafts number one overall chicago bears quarterback caleb williams usc same as me as well as number two pick absolutely the same drake may quarterback order north carolina to the new england patriots arizona cardinals that pick three taking marvin harrison jr wide receiver Ohio State. we had this first three exact yeah. things joe First, I, I think that those are all no brainers. Yeah. Right now, I mean, there's going to be something that throws a wrench in there. But yes, as of right now, I would agree with you. Washington Redskins at four taking Joe Alt, offensive Commanders. tackle from Notre Dame. Oh, what did I say? What did I say? Redskins. Did I say Redskins? I'm sorry. Washington yeah. Commanders taking Joe Alt, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. Yeah, we had this man, debate already. Hey, hey, if, if they are. If they want to take an offensive tackle over taking a defensive end, I have no issue with it. I'm a Joe Alt OT one guy, so I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I'm good with that one. Okay. Okay. Number five, same another same one. Chicago Bears taking Keon Coleman, wide receiver, Florida State. Joe, I think we're going to end up being higher on Keon Coleman than some people based upon some chatter I've heard recently. Not really? from NFL, from the media side of things. I've seen several people that are 
lower on Keon Coleman because of like who? I mean, I don't want to throw people under the bus on the podcast okay. like that. Are man. they are <laughs> they people that you and I? Uh, they're reputable. Uh, re- they're people that I okay. respect too. A okay. couple of them that I really do respect, okay. and they're yeah. We don't count the random draft the, boobers that think that no. they're full time uh, analysts. So there's questions about Keon Coleman as far as amount of separation he creates down the fields, and I'm not one. I just think that I'm not worried he, about that. I'm not worried about it with him either, just because he's it's so. Way, we're doing the same thing point, we do with Drake London, where ever a lot of the people that didn't like Drake London, where oh, I love like, Drake oh, London, he, does, he doesn't create enough separation, but it's the way that he uses his body to make catches and stuff and, like that. And like, also, that is such a weapon in the NFL. And also, winning in the air is separation. People don't include it because they yeah. just like to see route running and straight line speed, but winning in the air is separation. Now, how translatable it is full-time working against bigger, faster, stronger corners, like that's a fair question. And But I also think Keon Coleman's pretty fast. I think that he is, as he becomes more comfortable and more nuanced, I think he's going to be a much better player in terms of separation, just in the traditional sense. Number six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, guys. No, 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 no. no. I, I, we we don't need to linger on that one because I feel like we yep. we talked about that a little bit already, and we're going to talk about it all draft season. Number six, New York Jets take Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle, Oregon State. Makai Becton's been playing right tackle for them. Is it, does this mean that we're done with Makai Becton if if Talise is the pick, or are you trying him at left tackle? For the uh, I'm trying Makai at left tackle, and okay. I'm getting because I feel like that they've been throwing and shuffling a lot of guys in there. Yes, um, I know that that's a little bit of a weird, weird pick. But if Makai could play left tackle, and I feel like yep. he's improving, uh, I don't know if like this past year he, he's re- since he's gotten into better physical shape. That was like the whole thing coming in the offseason is that he dropped a lot of the fat that he was carrying. Yes. I think he's going to continue to get better, and I think that if you put the two of them in one offensive line, that that, that offensive line is going to be really good. It's going to be massive, if nothing else. It's going to be one of the biggest yeah. offensive lines that you'll ever see in your life, which is fantastic. <laughs> I literally, that's what I wrote down. I'm like, could imagine dealing with two of those tackles. Seriously, dude. Like, you just, I mean, it's just getting around that mass is just a not an easy thing to do. So you had number seven, another sim- same exact one. New York Giants taking Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU. That's just what the – Wait, wait, wait. Mekhi Becton's listed as the left tackle for the Jets. Oh, he's playing left now? I thought they moved yeah. to the right. I could be wrong, but who's playing right tackle for them? Uh, Carter Warren. That was why I, I looked There at must their, be an injury him. there. There has to be an injury there. Has to be an injury. But, but the point is, is that Mekhi yeah. could play a left tackle and he's done. Oh, it. yeah. That's, no, he's, that's the he's, takeaway there. He's played more left tackle in the NFL than right tackle. I just thought they had moved him over to right tackle this year, but I guess there was an injury or something that happened. Yeah. But Malik Neighbors, I think, is the perfect pick for the New York Giants, which is why I had it as well. I just he's what they need, man. They need an underneath separator that also has the ability to stretch vertically. Like they just need that all around wide receiver. They haven't had that guy since Odell Beckham Jr. and they need that style. They they need a guy. The the key thing here is they need to spend early draft capital on a guy that they know has production, and on top of that, the traits to succeed and to produce in the NFL. He checks yep. every box to be a top ten pick. The only reason why he's the third receiver is because Keon Coleman Eyes. and yep. uh, Marvin Harrison, Harrison exist. <laughs> and the Browns or not the Browns, the Bears are not going to take. Malik neighbors because they already have a similar style player in DJ Moore. Moore. So it doesn't really make sense to put, they need a bigger framed guy, which is why Coleman makes sense for the bears. And that needs to be accounted for. 
That's fair. No, I, I completely agree, which is why I kind of had it the same way. I mean, I always yeah. prioritize it. If I have three great players at the top of a class and two of them are bigger than the last one, I mean, I'm just always going to prioritize size if everything's equal, so, I mean, personally. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing here, too, with receiver is that it's really rare these days to get these big receivers, these throwback style receivers. They can play at a high level because a lot of these yep. guys are, are more built like Tyree Kill or built like Malik Neighbors. So when those guys are on the board, board they're going to get prioritized. They, they just Excellent. are. Agreed. So you had number eight, Los Angeles Chargers taking Nate Wiggins, cornerback from Clemson. I had him a little bit down in the order yeah. a couple weeks ago, but the same player. I love the fit. Makes a ton of sense. Number nine, Tennessee Titans, Brock Bowers. Tight end Georgia. Joe, he's so good. You got him in the top 10, man. Just like I was saying before, my bad. Just like I was saying before. I got pushback from this one, man. I got pushback. Not like bad pushback. There's a listener what, for Rufino they got o- Okoronkwo was, or whatever, a tight end? Is that what? No, it was the, the logic oh, was the their top, offensive, oh, the offensive line, line so bad offense that they can't neglect bad. it. But I, I don't think that there's any wrong answer. And I also think that people love to just say that Brock Bowers is Travis Kelsey. He blocks. He blocks well. He block. He's he's he getting blocks. better as a blocker, and he's adding more weight to his frame. I I I think that he's just a well-rounded player. You put in, and that offense is DeAndre Hopkins and Brock Bowers. You can come back around in the second round, get an interior guy, and feel a little bit better about your situation. Plus, they have the most cap room, so spend the money in free agency. All right, man. All right, don't get too uppity on this one. All right, <laughs> I will. <laughs> just I, I just I'm passionate about this. I would love to see him on the Titans. It would be really not. It would be really fun with your boy Will Levis. Number ten, Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Jaden Daniels, quarterback. LSU. I mean, I think this is the ideal scenario for Atlanta Falcons. They were down in my order because they were at the top of the NFC South. I think when I had done my mock draft, but now they yeah. are obviously coming back to reality a little bit. I mean, it, it would be an ideal situation. I gave him Bo Nix hey. at nineteen. 10 with Jaden Daniels is a fantastic selection, obviously. This is really funny because I didn't realize this when I made the pick, but LSU fans all hate the Falcons because they're all Saints fans and like hate, yeah, hate the Falcons. Georgia, so Georgia, right? Too like the, the yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of a lot of uh you know mental um what's the word I'm looking for? Gymnastics. A lot of mental battles, yeah, gymnastics <laughs> to 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 rationalize that because it's gonna be hard to root for him. Ugh. You had Green Bay Packers taking Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle Penn State. I don't hate the offensive tackle selection, especially a true left tackle, because look, man, David Bakhtiari was one of the best left tackles in the NFL for a long time, but my guy just can't stay healthy. Like, you need to turn the page at left tackle at some point here full time. So, yeah. And they actually have a decent right tackle right now. And I think Zach Tom's playing pretty well. The Wake Forest kid that was like a two, two or three year pro yeah. at this point now. So yeah. Well, that's the the weird thing with the with the Packers is everyone does the whole, oh, well, they keep drafting these guys late and they end up being good. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah. fine, but you can't sustainably there's a reason why your offensive line's been so murky this year, is because yes. sustainably you can't rely on that. Yes, they could have probably taken a defensive back or something, but you know, do that in the second round. Number 12, Las Vegas Raiders. You took quarterback Bo Nix from Oregon. So we literally had the same two quarterbacks to the same two destinations just flipped. So you had yeah. Bo, you had Jane, I had Jane Daniels going to the Raiders and Bo Nix going to the Falcons. You had Jane Daniels going to the Falcons and Bo Nix going to the Raiders. Can I I just have to say this before we move on from this pick? Yes. I I haven't like fully I've obviously seen Bo Nix play. Yeah. I haven't like fully evaluated him and done my report on him yet. I get so many Kenny Pickett vibes, and that's not a good thing from Bo Nix. <sighs> I'm just going to put that on the table. 
I, I, I don't see Kenny Pickett. I, I still have my reservations because, look, man, Bo was in the perfect situation in the perfect system at Oregon. It was perfect for him. Well, that's that's screens, the comparison for me. Of, it's not it's not a talent comparison. It's okay. a, a guy, an older player who was was really boosted by the team that he was on. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, yeah, no, I, I can I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I think that with, with number twelve, the Raiders have to take a plunge at a quarterback yeah. if there's one on yeah. the board. So. 13, Seattle Seahawks, Jared Verse, Edge, Florida State. Way too low, Joe. Way too I'm telling you, man. Verse is a good player, man. He's I know, I know he is, but I I again I think that where you and I look at this draft differently is that I foresee a run on tackle that is going to drive yeah. the corners and the edge rushers down a little bit. It could. It could. I'm surprised you didn't have JC Latham um, in your top 10, man. I know you're in love with that guy now. So. All right, shut up. <laughs> Number 14, New Orleans Saints, Layatu Latu, Edge, UCLA. They're to, one I'm, of the worst teams in sack production this year. Were they? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that. Hmm. They took Cameron. Foskey, but like if you think about a different yeah. type stylistic guy to throw into the mix opposite of Foskey. And my big thing is how much longer is Cam Jordan going to be around for? <laughs> well, he's doing his podcast stuff now too, dude. So he's uh, he's getting yeah. ready for life after football. So. Right, right. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, anytime you can add a pass rusher, I did not know that they were – this bad in sack production. No, I'm looking at your little excerpt here. That's pretty. It's pretty wild, man. They were they were one of the best sack teams a couple years ago. I mean, remember when, this was several years ago now. But do you remember when they had like Cam Jordan and Trey Hendrickson and like those and Sheldon of Rankins was, and yeah, all those guys? Oh man, that defense line was sick, man. They were, and David on- Onamata. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. Yeah. But that Akeem Hicks was probably on that team too, too at that point. That defense line was dumb. That was a stupid defensive line. Number fifteen, Denver Broncos. Broncos? That was a weird way to say Broncos. Kool-Aid <laughs> McKinstry, quarterback, Alabama. So who, who's playing opposite of them right now? I, mean, I know they have Pat Sertan Jr. Do they have do they have uh, a big It wasn't the mean let me pull it up really quick. It well, was I gave him a corner as well, I think. But yeah. No, you gave him you gave him Dallas, you gave him uh Dallas Turner. So oh, gotcha. yep. I, I just think that they're also one of the teams that I, I believe they're in the bottom five in terms of pass yards allowed. So like they're Oh, Fabian Moreau. You know, like I'm not uh, like Fabian former, Moreau. Is former not former a Washington starter. football team great, Fabian Moreau. Yeah. He's not he's not a full-time answer. No, he's not. You know, I, they, I, they I need agree. to they need to take somebody else. That's fair. That's fair. I, I gave him an edge because I know that they are in a little bit of a transitional period with the, the with their pa- outside pass rush right now. But yeah, I mean, either way, you got to improve the pass defense in general. Yep. Number 16, Pittsburgh Steelers. Troy Fontanu, guard, tackle, interior player, whatever, out of Washington. Joe, I, so I gave him an offensive tackle to to bookend with with um with with Broderick Jones because I think that Broderick Jones is actually playing pretty good football for them so far with what they're playing. I I know the biggest pushback that Steeler fans are going to give you is that they need a center. That's going to be what they're going to say. We need a center. Yeah, but you're a- not going to take one that early. You can come back yeah. in the second round. Also, Trifatanu could play center. <laughs> he could play anywhere he wants well, to play. <laughs> that's my biggest thing with him and why I think that, that that's one of those picks that I really love because their offensive line's not necessarily bad, but it's lacking yep. talent. So it's not been playing as good as it could and it needs to improve. You take Fontanu and you can figure out he's a movable piece that I feel like you can sure. figure out where he fits best. 
He could play four different positions. I agree. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals, Kalen King, cornerback. Penn State's. I am a big Kalen King fan. I'm good with that selection there. Cardinals need outside corner help and inside cornerback help as well. Buffalo Bills, Roma Dunze, wide receiver Washington. We both had them taking a vertically oriented outside receiver. Makes a ton of sense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Turner, edge Alabama. At that spot, I think you have to take Dallas Turner because at number 19 with that traits that he has, if he hits, he's going to be very good. Mm. Joseph, you grew up here, man. Number 20, Minnesota Vikings, Cooper DeGene, cornerback, Iowa. You hated Cooper in the preseason, man. You hated yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I, wa- I watched him, and He's good, I, still get, I gave He's him good. a top 50 grade. I don't. I wouldn't be okay. shocked if he doesn't fall out of the first round, but – He's a good look. He's a good athlete. I saw a little bit better play from him. I just don't see, you know, pure lockdown capability. I, I almost wonder if if he ends up getting drafted and they play him in the slot and then they use him kind of like all over the place. I don't know if I see outside corner for him. It just feels weird putting him at, at outside corner. He, he can play it in the right system. I, I mean, he's already he already made Will Compton's All Whites team. By the way, I don't know. If yeah, you saw I saw that. that. So. Well, there's not a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I mean, hey, but Iowa keeps pumping him out, man. Riley Moss and the Cooper DeGene in back to back years. So hey, yeah. hey, buddy. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, J.C. Latham, offensive tackle, Alabama. Joe, I don't love that pick as a Rams fan because the one best spot of the offensive line for the Rams is Rob Havenstein at right tackle. But how old is Rob Havenstein? He's not that old, dude. He might be 30. Like he's not that old. Rob Havenstein's not that old. I'm telling you. 31. Oh, okay. Look, look. <laughs> okay. Okay. You gotta just take a lineman and he was the best on the board. Maybe you go Marius. You need a left tackle. You need a left tackle, though, man. I don't know. I don't know. I like that pick. I, I think that I I'm a. Have you watched JC Latham? Have you like broke like done his done nah, his tape this year? Not not fully yet. Not fully yet. Not I I, I was very pleasantly surprised. His second half of the season was unbelievable for me, mm-hmm. and I just think you throw him in there, and he's got such a big ass, and he's just gonna be a great run blocker. He's gonna be really locked down in in pass protection. Probably better at right tackle because I don't know if he moves. He moves really well, but not to the way that I want a you know left tackle moving. But yeah. I think he's gonna be such a good pro, man. You're, you're big on the asses, man. You're a bit. You're an yeah. ass man. Indianapolis Colts, 22, taking a Marius Mims offensive tackle from Georgia. Hey, offensive lineman and Marius Mims at 22 is talent value. Is a huge value. Jacksonville Jaguars, 80 Mitchell, wide receiver from Texas. I also like this one, Joe, because Jacksonville Jaguars quietly have had a lot of inconsistencies with their quarter with their wide receiver position. There's been a lot of drops on that team this year and a lot of inconsistencies. So I'm good there. Hate this pick. We already talked about this one. The next one, 24, Cincinnati Bengals take Jordan Morgan guard from Arizona. Okay. I had a. Okay. I have a top 50 grade on him. I think that okay. he is a flexible player who's uh-huh. strong, and he, and he doesn't have – the problem is, is I think his tape looks bad because he's not a tackle. He can't move well enough to play tackle. They need line help. They missed the boat uh-huh. on all of the guys that were on the board. I don't think uh-huh. that they need to take a center. Uh-huh. So you take Jordan Morgan and you dra- you plug him in at guard. I don't okay. think that they- it's a reach. And I admitted yes. that it's a reach. <laughs> I'm glad you I admit don't, that. I'm glad you admit that. But at the same time, how many times do we see teams in the back end of the first round just say, okay, we have a, a an early second on this guy. We feel like we don't want to wait and find out what's on the board at the end of the second round. Sure. We have to plug this spot. 
I hear you, man. I hear you. Just wouldn't be a pick that I would make. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. 25, Kansas City Chiefs, Abeka Egbuka, wide receiver, Ohio State. We already talked about the need at wide receiver there. Different type than what I gave them, but I'm a big fan of Emeka. I have been for a long time, so no pushback there. Houston Texans, Braylon Trice, Edge, Washington. Man, everyone forgets about Braylon Trice, man. He's just a really You even forgot about him. I well, I just didn't have a bunch of edge needs at like the later stages of the first round. I'm pretty sure I didn't have like any go in my last 10 picks or so. But he he just he's kind of a just lunch pail, get it done, not super flexible, but powerful hands, speed the power converter. I think Braylon Trice is going to be a very productive football player in the NFL for a lot of years, so I'm good with it. Dallas Cowboys 27, Tyler Newbin, safety Minnesota. I think you picked the wrong safety, Joe, if you're going to pick a safety. I should have taken Cam Kitchens. I, I, I after Afterwards, I was like, oh, should I should because I, I watched Cam Kitchens after I put this in. And then yeah. I was like, man, I can't have kitchens is so much better than Tyler I, Newbin. I, I don't know why I, don't I did even, that. I, I don't even dislike Tyler Newbin. I told you this before, but like I did not like Tyler Newbin's 2022 film. I thought 2023 film was good though. And I'm I'm good with him as like a top 50 to 64 type of player. Just at that spot, it's just a little bit too rich. And yeah, I just think there's the wrong safety there. Detroit Lions 28, Jerzon Newton, defensive tackle, Illinois, probably the best that's player. Such on the board that's such a good fit. That's one of that's one of my favorite picks in this mock. Like, could you not come up with a better pick? Like there, there that is stylistically such a good selection for Dan Campbell, and he would be a menace on that defensive line. I like how you're just subtly patting yourself on the back with your pick there. I like it though, man. Yeah, I like damn it. Right I am. Damn right I am. <laughs> 20, 29, Miami Dolphins. Jackson Powers Johnson Center from Oregon. I have not watched Jackson Powers Johnson in depth yet, Joe. But I will say Miami needs a center option because Connor Williams is banged up, and I believe he's also a free agent. Liam Eikenberg's playing center for him right now. So right. Y- you need a center. So if he's good, I'm good with it. If he's good. Uh, he's another one of those guys that is a day two pick for me, but it feels like when the dolphins come around, they don't want to miss out on that possibility to get Frazier or, uh, I'm thinking crap. Who's the other kid that, that I have ranked high. That's, that's a center, but I know I'm Haynes from UConn, right? Christian Haynes. Oh, Christian Haynes is another one. Yeah. Yeah. But powers Johnson, I think is just a really high floor player. And when you're a team like the dolphins, you need high floor at the position because you just need somebody to play well enough and let yeah. the rest of the group go to work. I can't believe Lee Muggenberg's playing center. That's wild. Number Terrible 30, fit. N- number 30, Philadelphia Eagles. Terry and Arnold, cornerback Alabama. We had him roughly in the same spot, and Philadelphia Eagles cornerback play has not been good this year Terrible. at all. Terrible. Old. James Bradbury's been terrible this year, man. After playing pretty good last year, he's awful this season. 31, San Francisco 49ers. McKinley Jackson. Defensive tackle takes in a little bit of an odd one, slightly odd, but why? Wait, why? Just a little high for what McKinley Jackson is as a player, in my opinion, from a style perspective. I, I think that you can find what McKinley Jackson does in the second or third rounds. It, you know what it reminds me of? That's a good point. Like Mozzie Smith last year for Dallas. I didn't hate the thought process of it, but I looked at it and said, why wouldn't you just take the Wisconsin defensive tackle Keanu Benton that I love so much in the second round compared to taking him in the first round. Like, why would right. you do that? That just wouldn't make it. That just didn't make any sense to me personally. The Niners for me were just a team that I felt like had a lot of needs figured out already. Mm-hmm. And the interior of their defensive line is, I, I think that 
Javon Kinlaw's contract's got to be up kind of soon. And like, there's still anyway. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think stylistically going to somebody who's a little bit more compact and is just a, they don't need an interior rusher. They just need somebody who takes up space and occupies blockers. And I think that McKinley Jackson can do that. Again, my whole back end here is just teams reaching on day two guys that sure. they want to fill a need. I just think that there is this huge bucket of guys that are going to be day two picks that could go in the, in the, in the end of the first round. That's fair. That's fair. And we end the mock draft here with number 32 Baltimore Ravens selecting a running back, Trey Benson from Florida States. You hated that. I, I, I actually did watch Trey Benson about a week ago, Joe. I just I kind of feel the same way I felt about Trey Benson in the preseason of like he's a really good player, but he's not a player that I'm drafting in top thirty two selections. Like I'm just not I'm just not there with him in that spot. You know what I mean? That that's just kind of my pushback. Here's my thing before we wrap. Yes. If they finish his pick thirty two and they win the Super Bowl, and the same goes for the 49ers, trade out candidate. I, I don't think that they've really got like a glaring need that needs to be addressed that's worthy of being selected this high. But if they were to take a player, I look at their running back situation. Keaton Mitchell's been great. Like Gus Edwards is okay. Keaton, I think. Keaton Mitchell also tours ACL, I think, this past right. week. So, yeah. I look at the possibility that they have rotated so many different guys and at the running back position and the fact that they're able to get production out of a UDFA and Keaton Mitchell. Imagine yeah. if you put in a talented running back like Trey Benson, who is – has that home run threat, who's got good vision, who's a three-down back, who's flexible. Imagine running those those read option type plays that they run right now with, with him. I, I think that yeah. that would be so – he would be offensive in the offensive rookie the, the year conversation if he's a Baltimore Raven. It's possible. I can get there with that. I, I th- Yeah, I don't disagree with what you just said there. I think he could be in that conversation because he would be a – it's almost like a – it's almost like a luxury pick for a really good roster. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, cause they have gotten by and gotten some pretty good production out of guys that aren't highly drafted and aren't like that type of dude. So, I mean, yeah, if he fit in there, I think he could do really well. I last note for me, Joe is <laughs> Keaton Mitchell would not have been an undrafted free agent. If someone would have listened to my scouting report on Keaton Mitchell, well, that's another conversation for completely. Yeah. That, that's, de- that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely what it was. Uh, <laughs> At Joe Delio and at Rise and Draft, folks, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with more. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.